0: Crystal here, and I am thrilled to welcome you to the Leaders Listen Up podcast. I'm your host, and I look forward to being your friend. Each week, I'm gonna equip you with new tools and creative techniques to help you design epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you, the leader, to drive loyalty, retention, sales, and deliver award-winning service in your organization. My friend, my leader, we want you to be the people's champion for your team and your customer. And in this episode, we're going to unlock the number one secret of exceptional leaders. Hey, when we work with organizations now across the globe, whether they're small businesses of, you know, five to seven people or larger, medium businesses, uh, three to 500 people they all have the same leadership struggle. And so in today's episode, we're gonna unlock the number one secret of exceptional leaders. When we work with small, medium businesses across the globe, whether you're a team of five to seven people or three to 500 people, this is the number one struggle leaders are having in today's business world. So if you're ready, leaders, listen up and let's get started. So here's the thing. We often find that leadership within organizations are just not set up for success. Everybody has the best of intentions, but, you know, it's sometimes becoming a leader or a manager or director is kind of that next step in your career. And so, you know, you might be thinking, okay, well, you know, there's maybe higher pay, there's more accountability, a little more um, responsibility. But are you really told that your job as a leader is to inspire people and motivate people and create an environment that cultivates success. We often hear this from from leaders that, hey, you know, I'm told I'm supposed to to do all the day to day operations, do all the the things on that to do list, and create an environment and motivate, inspire. But nobody's taught me how to motivate or inspire. Nobody's taught me how to cultivate a culture of success because I was just, you know, on the front line. I was just doing my job with the customer and now I've transitioned into this leadership role uh, because it was the next stage in my career, but I'm not set up for success. And it's more than just training and development on on leadership tools, which is always amazing. I'm a trainer, so I love that. But it's also about showing them the skill on how to cultivate these cultures, showing them the skill on how to create environments where people succeed, um, teaching them how to coach A leader is often required to coach and, and has never had any technical, formal coaching skills. And so when I look at leadership and I look at what it costs organizations, the lack of not knowing how to lead can cost organizations exponentially. So let's think about that for a second. If you are in a role and maybe this is you, maybe this is resonating with you, maybe you're an entrepreneur or, or a leader or a new leader just coming into an organization, maybe you're an executive, it applies to all of you. And so maybe you're in a role where you know, you're tasked to inspire and motivate and, hey, you know the company culture, employees are a little less engaged after what we're just coming out of this, this pandemic and I need you to, to motivate your team. And so, let's say you don't really know how to motivate your team, I mean, and you do all the things that you know you need to do, and that you think you can do. Maybe you Google a couple things, and so you know you do what you think you're you're capable of doing, and what you know you should do. But what you find is that your team starts to, you know, not be as productive, not be as motivated. And maybe you'll get, um, you know, somebody will come up to you and say, "Hey, you know what? I think I, I'm looking for another job, and I think I'm going to get this one. And if I do, you know, I might be leaving next week." And so then you're like oh you know what did i do wrong what happened you might you might get frustrated at a team member you might also start noticing some water cooler talk where the culture is cultivating itself by itself so it's happening by default and not by design and not in a culture that you're really wanting within your organization and so you think, okay, well, how am I supposed to change that? What am I supposed to do as a leader? Because it costs us. When we don't know how to lead, it costs us as an individual, as a leader, mentally, physically, spiritually, our family life, That this lack of balance, because we're constantly thinking about it. We're constantly on a hamster wheel trying to think of how we can get better it costs our team members because you know think of how they're feeling when they're not feeling led that they're not feeling inspired or motivated uh, it could cost our customers because if they're not they're, our team members aren't feeling motivated inspired then our customers are not going to feel motivated inspired and, and and be loyal with us um, it could also affect, like from an organizational perspective, think of the cost. We know the cost of losing a trained individual, the cost of hiring a new person and training them and onboarding them. Those are just Exponential costs. We know they're in the thousands. And so we really want to make sure that we're giving our leaders the skills because they need to be able to create those environments where people aren't going to leave. They're going to be loyal. Um, And if they do leave, they give you six months notice. They give you three months notice. Um, And they maybe even have a candidate list of somebody who's going to step into their role. So when I look at highly successful organizations and their leadership teams versus organizations that are struggling, their leaders are struggling, the the numbers are struggling, all the KPIs might be having a bit of a struggle, there's one common difference. It's that the leaders are set up for success. The leaders are very clear on their vision, their mission, their core values, and their brand promise. And they're so clear that they're easily able to communicate them to the frontline team. Because when your frontline team is confident and has clarity, they can create some consistency in your customer experience and in the culture that's that's happening behind the scenes right we all know that happy team members create happy customers and so a leader's role is to really make sure that we're understanding we're super clear on that vision mission core values and brand promise but we're also really good at making sure that our team knows how to practice the vision the mission the core values and the brand promise because they need to know what it's okay so we've got this great big vision statement on our website or on the walls what is how do we do that right? How do we do, how do we create that inspiration? How do we execute that? So for example, I'll give you the um, Nike's vision statement here. All right. So to bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world, your vision statement is that inspiring, that motivating, that really, really fantastic dream, that big, hairy, audacious goal. It's what ultimate success would look like. So if you close your eyes, if you're a small business and you close your eyes and you think, what would the most amazing success look like? Maybe it's winning some type of award. Maybe it's giving back to your community and building a a building. Maybe it's, you know, the most amazing raving fan reviews. Maybe it's um, a product that's like number one in the world or on the shelves of, of, of one of the biggest retailers in the world, right? Whatever that ultimate success might look like for you, that's your vision. That's your vision. Maybe it's taking your product from selling it locally to selling it across the globe. You know, there's just so many things when we think about that ultimate success, every business is going to be unique. And so think about what ultimate success would look like. And that's your vision statement. Here's the thing with the vision statement, though. It also has to really align to your personal values. It should excite you and motivate you and inspire you to do bigger things. And so when we, as leaders, we have to be able to share this with our team and our team has to really connect with it on a personal level. So I'll give you just a a high level kind of funny um, example here. I I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but sometimes I've gone, I'm a, a meat eater. I love a good steak. Um, and I'll go to a steakhouse and I'll order a steak and I'll say, or I'll ask, I'll say, what's your favorite thing on the menu? That's kind of my my go-to. I always ask the, the server, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Um, and this has happened to me more than once where the server will say, well, I'm actually vegetarian. I actually don't eat meat. And that's fine. You know, I have a lot of friends and family, vegetarian, vegan, but I want you to think about that. Is the vision of the organization? So let's say it's a steakhouse. The vision, the mission, the core value—you know—they they they're a revolve around meat, right? They revolve around making sure that the customers having a great experience, great dining experience. But their their number one product that they're selling is meat. And if you don't, your core values and your belief, your personal traits don't align with that, then I don't know that it's a great fit. Right. It might not necessarily be that great fit because your personal values don't even align. And so I want you to think about that. Maybe when you're looking at the organizations, if you're a leader right now, um, you know, create some clarity on that for your team. Do their personal visions align with your organization vision? So let's look at a mission statement, for example. And so a mission statement is a little bit different. And this is where we want to make sure that they're not grouped together. Our mission statement defines our purpose as a business and really why you exist. Those day-to-day things that you need to do to be clear and concise and something that's actionable day-to-day. So again, we'll go back to Nike. So Nike's mission statement is to bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. If you have a body, you are an athlete if you have a body, you are an athlete. And so their mission is to make sure everybody, everybody is an athlete, right? That they can serve you with innovation and inspiration to be able to make sure that whether you have a disability, whether you are in a wheelchair, whether you're the most amazing athlete in the world and, and, and um, highly you know, successful already, you are somebody we want to inspire and innovate for, right? And so just giving that some thought is what is your mission statement? What is that thing that you're doing every single day that allows you to really live out your mission? We'll dive into core values. Core values is probably one of my favorites because it's easy to implement an action, um, but it's hard to do consistently. So for example, core values is a principles of beliefs that guide your business, and so they allow you to make decisions based on those core values. So again, we'll go to Nike for a moment. They make decisions based on authenticity, sustainability, diversity and inclusion, and innovation. Those are the principles and the belief system that they have. That in every way, in every customer that they're serving, in every employee that they're serving, they use those core values as their guiding light, their their way to make decisions. And so, if your team, you know, for example, if authenticity or sustainability is one of your core values or diversity equity and inclusion is very um you know prevalent in today's business world, what does that look like in your marketing material? Are you being diverse and and inclusive are you be are you creating belonging for people? in your uh, product delivery. So maybe you've been designing a product for, you know, several years and it works, but then you think of, okay, well, so how would somebody with this disability use our product or service? Would it be the same? Is it something we should adjust or does it not work for them? Right. And so we want to be able to really practice those core values consistently. All right, the last one I want to share with you is brand promise. And a brand promise is really that value of experience that the customers put towards your brand. And so the brand promise is when the organization is doing business with a customer, how are they feeling? Right? It's a lot about that customer experience. What do they say when you are not there? Do they feel like you lived out that promise that you made a promise to provide them with the most amazing uh, product or service or with a high level of customer service or with a high level of innovation and do they feel like you've met that right And so let's look at Nike again to bring innovation and inspiration to every athlete in the world. That is their brand promise is that they're going to do it to every athlete in the world and if you looked at their mission, remember we just talked about their mission if you have a body, you're an athlete. Right. So whether it's your team members or whether it's their customers, if you have a body, you're an athlete. But when it comes to their brand promise is to bring innovation and inspiration to every athlete in the world. Right. And so they're very clear on this. Their slogan is just do it. But, you know, their vision, mission and core values are so much deeper. They they're very aspirational. All right, so let's take a look. We're looking at leadership here and that number one secret between amazing organizations and and organizations that are having some struggles with their leadership. Um, And so one of the tools is, of course, getting clear on your vision, mission, core values. Um, And I would suggest perhaps having a bit of a uh, innovation session or an ideation session where if you haven't really gone back and visited your vision, mission, core values and brand promise pre-pandemic, it's time right? It's time. We don't want you to lag behind. Take a look. um, Involve your team. And really, does it still resonate? If it does, fantastic. And if it doesn't, tweak it. It's time to tweak. But while you're having that ideation session and conversation with your entire team, I encourage every level of the organization to be involved in this. Uh, While you're having that, I also want you to be able to think of it from a perspective of what is that customer feeling like and what is that Customer journey like. So that customer journey will allow you to kind of understand from an emotional level, how that customer is feeling as they're going through your vision, mission, core values, as they're experiencing them firsthand. We'll do another episode on customer journey because it's one of my most passionate topics. Um, But just keeping that lens open, if you maybe haven't looked at your customer journey um, since the pandemic, does your vision, mission, core values, and brand promise still align uh, with what you're trying to deliver to your customer? The other thing is we want to create that clarity and confidence for our team, right? So we want to be able to make sure that they know how to practice this. So in this ideation session, a great way to be able to look at the tactical things is, you know, get some flip charts up on the wall, or maybe it's in a virtual session. But like if one of your core values is diversity, equity, and inclusion, then Get your team to jot down what does practicing this look like? You as a leader don't create it and give it to them. Get them to tell you what does practicing this look like? Maybe one of your core values is integrity. And so get them to jot down what does integrity look like? Well, it means, you know, stepping up when I made a mistake, admitting I made a mistake or um, you know, my communication when I make a mistake or letting letting the customer know, being transparent, having a plan for when things go wrong. Right, so allow them to to jot down those vision, mission, core values, but but allow your team to document what practicing that looks like, right? Allow them to see what practicing that looks like, and then you can use that what that practice. You can use those as measurement tools. Um, and so that's what these great organizations do. The leadership team, everything goes right back to, hey, that aligned with our core value, that aligned with our mission statement, that aligned with our brand promise, kudos, congratulations. Uh, maybe they're paying bonus even on that, but just the kudos and congratulations goes such a long way at building your company culture. All right, the last tool I want to share when it comes to being a really great leader and being set up for success and being an organization that's thriving is to have a candidate list. So one of the biggest struggles we see is organizations don't have, you know, the right team. Um, And so leaders are struggling with that. How do I keep a team happy? How do I keep them motivated? How do I keep them inspired? And it goes back to the root of hiring the right people. And so there's a tool that I actually learned, uh, I was probably 19 or 20 years old, and my mentor at the time, um her name is Brenda Brown. Uh, hey Brenda. Um and Brenda taught me about a tool called a candidate list in the retail environment at the time. And it's a super super simple tool. It every week at my coaching meetings and we had every weekly coaching meeting, um she would say I need you to bring at least one but up to about 3 if you use more great, but you know 1 to 3 candidates on this list. And this wasn't because we were hiring every week or all the time, but it was because we wanted to develop relationships and attract top talent to us as opposed to having to go out and get talent. And so, you know, I brought this, this um, list to her every week. And sometimes there's one name, sometimes there's multiple names. And she asked, why? Why did you pick that person, Crystal? What was it about them? And I would share my why. Why? And so she would, she would agree or, or, you know, perhaps challenge me a little bit, but we have a really good dialogue on the fact that, okay, so this is, let's say it's January. So, you know, in a certain period of time, let's say March or April, we're really going to need team members, you know, would this be the right environment for them? how can we make sure that our environment is what they need? What's important to that person on that candidate list? So it might be like, well, the hours are really important to her or um, the flexibility and scheduling might be important or vacation might be important or, you know, working commission. So they, they had their ability to, to earn what they were worth. Maybe that was important to them. Whatever was important, maybe they were just highly fashionable and loved the fashion environment and wanted to be a part of it. Whatever what was important to them was what we wanted to look inwards. We wanted to look at our colors. Well, do we support that? Is that the right organization for this person? And if it is, then let's start nurturing that. Let's start having a conversation. Let's start inspiring her to come to us when she's ready. And what that allowed us to do as a, as a what they allowed the leadership team to do, but also me, because I really felt like I was a leader and I was a frontline team member, but I felt like I was a leader because we were leading our customers and we were leading our team members because we were able to choose our team. We were able to choose the people that we wanted in our environment. So the culture was fantastic. But what it allowed us to do was to have a bench of top talent. So we weren't struggling with hiring you know, a warm body to fill the schedule we were always, we always had a bench of people that were ready, willing, and able. We already knew their schedule. We already knew what type of wage they were looking for. We already knew so much about them because over the the months, you know, maybe Brenda would have a coffee with them or I would have a coffee with them, or we would, we would start developing a relationship. So it went from, you know, just hard recruiting and saying, Hey, come and apply to them saying, Oh, I can't wait to work. When are you, when are you, you know, when are you hiring next? And that was a really great skill for leaders that I, I take with me now to my, my organizations that we work with, same concept, a little bit tweaked uh, for the, for our digital world, but same idea is making sure that your team is picking the people to be able to create a really great culture, because it makes your job as a leader that much easier when you have to motivate, inspire, and create a culture of success. So that is the biggest differentiator between those organizations that are doing it well uh, and those that are struggling, is there's that lack of clarity and confidence on your your vision, your mission, your core values. Um, And because there's that lack of clarity and confidence and consistency, that leads to, you know, this culture that can sometimes be a little bit toxic, uh, this culture that you're losing people and this culture that's really not creating uh, the dynamic environments that you, you want and that you're thriving for. So in summary, my friends, having that clear vision, mission and set of core values and and really uh, that brand promise for your small, medium business and getting uber clear on it is not just something that uh, is nice to have, but it's a non-negotiable in today's business world. That is what's going to set up. This is the number one secret for leaders to be outstanding in the service and the leadership that they give others. So take the time to develop your vision, your mission, your brand promise, and your core values. Take the time to work through it, tweak it, adjust it, uh, and make sure it resonates for you today. My friend, leaders, thank you so much for joining us on the Leaders Listen Up podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And hey, if you've got questions or comments, I would be delighted to chat. I look forward to seeing you next time. My friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Leaders Listen Up, dedicated to business leaders like you. Your investment in customer experience is what attracts diverse markets, improves your employee experience, increases your sales, and of course, it sets you apart from other business leaders. I invite you to visit the show notes for free downloads, like how you can attract top talent and our top 10 tips to uplevel your customer experience. And hey, if this episode inspired you, share it with your team, or maybe discuss it for a few minutes at your next meeting. My friend, a team that learns together, stays together. For additional support and certified training, workshops, consulting, coaching, or if you just need a little bit of inspiration to inspire your team, what are you waiting for? Get in touch at GetTheInsideView.com. We'd be happy to chat. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you again soon. Bye for now.